0: Welcome to the Snapshot Testimony Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Domersant. I'm passionate about proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through personal testimonies. In this podcast, I ask my guests to share one pivotal moment that helped shape their faith in Christ. This week, I've got songwriter and worship leader Pat Barrett joining me. He's written popular worship anthems like Good Good Father and Build My Life. His latest album, Shelter, was released last year. In this episode, he talks about a season of struggle that is both personal and pretty universal, waiting on God when you feel like he's gone silent. He learned a lesson in that season that forever shifted how he views God's timing. Here's a snapshot testimony from Pat Barrett. So we are going back to freshman year of college, lots of lessons learned
1: the oh my gosh year of college are right? you kidding me all of them all lessons that uh, will not learned but should have could have would have saved a lot of help if I learned it then right
0: yeah so take me there
1: okay um, University of Georgia go dogs I've been leading worship for a few years and I'm you know leading into college even like going to college and praying through what college and trying to choose, like that's a big life decision at that point. Yeah. I mean, for anyone, no matter what, it's a big life decision, but there's also a sense of like grappling with the future that I've never had to to walk through. I haven't had to trust God with the next steps because I was living in my parents' house <laughs> since I was zero years old. So right. there's a lot of obvious growing up, but there's also the, the, the first steps you take trusting God for me when I wasn't in my parents' house and a whole lot more responsibility on my plate and also a lot of questions like, okay, is this the right choice? And and part of that was because I've been writing songs for the last the previous three years and leading worship at conferences with yeah. um, a good friend of mine. And I really had a sense that no matter what, whether it be a vocation or a job or anything like that. I knew music and was going to be a part of my life, even if it's just worshiping at my piano by myself. Right. But I felt like one of the reasons that, you know, I was went to that university that year at that time was because there's going to be some continuation of songs and music and, and I was, it took only a few months in college to to realize everything was not going as planned. In what way? In what, well, nothing was happening. (laughs) What am I doing now? Where's the opportunity to get plugged in in some ministry or whatever? And it just didn't, it didn't happen. And I, I have a memory of being so frustrated and disappointed that I showed up to this stage of my life, and it just felt like I was waiting. Mm. And so I, I, I was praying about it a lot. And one night, I was particularly frustrated.
0: You were frustrated. You were waiting. Was I was it waiting for was, music to take off, or what? What was it in your eighteen-year-old mind was like? This should be happening, and it's not.
1: You know, it wasn't like I was hoping my music would take off. It was more like I wanted to feel a sense of direction for my life that I didn't feel. Okay. And all of a sudden, I'm actually feeling the opposite. I'm feeling a bit confused of what the next steps are and mm-hmm. felt like it was clear. At this school, you know, I'm writing songs. I'm, And it, it felt like for the first time in my life, I was aimless. Wow which is an awful feeling (laughs) like no one loves that feeling and so what I did with with those feelings I just I took them to God and I think you know already that is an important part of my life and something I do with my music a lot (laughs) whatever whether I put those songs out or not there's Mm -hmm. plenty of songs that have been like okay this is what I'm feeling I'm taking it to you, but I'm not happy about it. So let's, let's talk, you know, and one night, um, as my aimlessness had increased as a few, few months into my freshman year of college, I think like everyone that goes to college your your freshman year, it's like a borderline, you know, identity disorder or something. You're just like, I don't know who I am anymore. There's so (laughs) many people like, um, it's a real
0: testing of your faith. I mean, for, oh for, yeah, especially, I, I assume you grew up in the church or I did.
1: my dad's a pastor.
0: Okay. So was there that sense of like, you'd been in this sort of protected space of, you know, you know, Sunday to Sunday, you're a pastor kid.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And now I you're mean, all the things there they yeah. are. And, you know, I had a, um, so I was reading the scriptures a lot. and praying a lot. And this is coming across like I'm some like I'm walking around praying all the time I'm not doing that but in the moments where <laughs> in those months i'm I'm just talking to God trying to figure out what I'm doing why am I here Am I yeah. here to just choose a major and go on with my life or what it what's the purpose of me being here and I felt like I had a sense one night that um, and this perspective is what the, what my moment is okay that set the set the tone for the for the next 20 years. It's something my prayer was something to the tone of you told me I was going to be here and I figured we'd be doing this and this and this and now nothing's <laughs> happening and you're not talking to me and I'm, you know, all the mm-hmm. things. And I just had this sense that God was saying Patrick, you're 18. And I have a lifetime to complete what I started in you. Mm. And that's all I heard. Wow. And then all of a sudden I realized um, that God plays the long game. Yeah. And, and that, that, that connected to so many areas of my life. And I don't just mean career. It was like, Wow. There's a reason why the scriptures talk about finishing a race Mm -hmm. and not just running quickly at the beginning.
0: Right. And there's a reason,
1: yeah, enduring. And and there's a reason why um, we experience God's faithfulness because there is a reason to doubt it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like you only, you can only learn to trust when you have the option to not. And I had a friend that, that said this, I I thought this was so powerful. And, you know, in retrospect, he was like, it it seems like every chapter that we go through, it feels like the same faith, the same yes to God with just more on the line.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Like your yes isn't actually different now. There's just more to lose. Mm. And so you learn, okay, I I know what it feels like to trust God being a preacher's kid living in their house. I'm like, okay. Now I felt, now I know what it feels like to say yes to God, going to college, still don't have a job or anything. And then, and then I felt like I experienced what it felt like to say yes to God when I met my wife, Meg. Wow. And to trust him as I'm learning to become a husband. And I learned what it felt like to trust God when we, you know, we, Signed our first mortgage, the biggest (laughs) financial decision we've ever had. We're like, did we ruin our lives? (laughs) Then I learned what it felt like to say yes to God and trust him with kids. It's just it's the same yes with more on the line. Yeah. And And when you had
0: that moment that night, was it like a, a light bulb goes on or was it quieter and more subtle than that?
1: It was subtle. Yeah. It was subtle because all of my energy was... And my prayers up to that point was just, um, it was like out loud anxieties Mm. and this, this felt more like a quiet trust. Yeah. And, and even now, I mean, so 38, this is 20 years later from that moment. I still think about that moment when I'm like, you know, I'm a little disappointed that this hasn't happened or you know, things don't look like whatever, like Mm -hmm. you just fill in the blank for your own life. And then I remember, you know, I have a lifetime to finish what I, what I started. Yeah. And he's not, he's not in a hurry.
0: And he's not on our timeline.
1: Yeah. Which is, which is annoying to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can we schedule this for for the next six months?
1: If he was in a rush he would have even like Jesus would have done things differently.
0: Mm.
1: And um, I think that's a really profound perspective. And it's, it's one that like you, you just, you make different choices when, when you're looking at a lifetime walking with God, like burnout and, you know, your adrenal glands collapsing because we're so used to momentum and pace and energy and all these things because we equate that with the blessing of God and somehow that that means God's doing something in our life because things are happening quickly. There's a lot of things that happen quickly that are not pleasant things.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I just talked to someone. Cancer spreads quickly. Yeah. Just because it's quick doesn't mean that's a sign of anything Mm -hmm. good necessarily. Um, And so there's like, there's a, there's a cadence and a, a pace and even like a gate to walking with Jesus that doesn't have to be an anxious grumbling. Hmm. And I started to learn that at 18 and I'm continuing (laughs) to learn that at 38 that oh if you if you want to walk with jesus you you better get ready to slow down you can you can feel the rest of God knowing okay your terms, your time, and I can either fill the gap with chosen anxiety or I can fill the gap with a yes of trust
0: yeah now when you did you see your circumstances start to change?
1: no. At all? None of them changed.
0: Okay. I kind of love that because I feel like that's usually how it goes. Like, I love that that was the answer.
1: (laughs) No, nothing. We
0: want circumstances to change quickly, but what changed was your mindset and your ability to trust God when nothing else changed.
1: A hundred percent. And, you know, part of the sobering realization I had, and this, it, it grieves me that this is that I noticed this about myself, but I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm like praying to God in hopes that I get what I want. I'm like using him. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I wouldn't have said it that way. I would have been like, Oh, this is just what prayer and trust looks like. Like, no, that's, that's actually not trust complaining and grumbling till you get what you want. That's not trust. But now when I look at my kids, I'm like, wow, I would love to in some way model for them that type of trust. And and hopefully it instills in them a sense of like, okay, we got, we got, you never know how much time you have, but regardless of how much time you have, um, you can always have a lot of trust.
0: That's awesome. How old are your kids?
1: 11, 10 and six. Okay. It is wild in our (laughs) house right now. It is wild.
0: I don't know if it ever stops being wild. I have a fourteen-year-old and eleven-year-old. Wild, no.
1: yeah, t- yeah, teens. So that scares me a little bit. Here we go. Yeah. I'm ready. It's close. It's close <laughs> talk for about me. Trust. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Trust the more freedom that they get, and the more their little journey to independence. Uh huh. Take yourself back to eighteen. It's like wait are. till your kids are
1: oh. eighteen. I, I mean, I can't, the, I can't think about it. They got to trust God but, for
0: themselves, but you as dad have to find a new level of trust
1: Yeah. too. I know it'll be the, again, it'll be the same yes or more on the line.
0: Right? <laughs> Snapshot Testimony is a Moody Radio podcast. For more on Pat, check out patbarrettmusic.com. You can also watch this episode and others on the Snapshot Testimony YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe and leave a comment letting me know what you think. I'm your host Ali Domerson, and together we're sharing the moments that shape a life of faith in Christ. Thanks for listening.